welcome back to Drinks After Work with your hosts, Shannon and Abby, where we give you that after work energy and talk about everything other than work. Everything and anything. And anything. Uh, welcome back, guys. If you're new here, follow us on Instagram. It's drinksafterwork underscore. We're doing a merch giveaway when we hit 2K. So tell your friends to tell their friends because we want to give away free merch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then make sure you follow us on TikTok where it's at drinksafterwork, no underscore there. Um, and then also join our private Facebook group. We just hit a thousand members um, this past weekend. So join today and become a part of the baddest group of girls in the Boston area. Link in bio or just search Drinks After Work Boston Baddies um, on Facebook. Yes. So exciting. I love that there's a thousand people in it now. I know. That's awesome. Love that for Sometimes us. I forget there's like a thousand people in Boston. <laughs> I know, so I feel like during so the small. pandemic, like some, I'm only used to seeing like 10 people on any given week. I know. So I'm like, oh my gosh, there's other living, breathing think creatures. think there's a thousand girls in the Boston area that literally just like want to make friends and, and like, like find new places to get drinks after work is just so wild. I know. Me. I absolutely. But we love you all and we thank you. So tell your friends to tell your friends. We want to do a merch giveaway. Yes, absolutely. Abby, how are we feeling? How was your weekend? <sighs> my weekend was good. How was good? yours? It was honestly lovely. My parents came to town. You had a little staycation. I yes, saw. we had a staycation. So it was my mom's so birthday. Cute. We were supposed to go up to the mountains. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I, I saw that you were not up north and I was like. So my cat, my, my sister was adopting a cat mm-hmm. and it's like this very special breed of cat. I don't know. I forget. What it's, oh, it's a British short hair cat. I don't know. She was like stalking it for months and she was messaging with the breeder and he was um, I don't know, he wasn't getting back to her and all of a sudden she was like, oh my gosh, he's going to sell the cat to someone else. So she like FaceTimed my parents and she was wicked upset. So my parents were like, that's it, we're canceling the trip. Like we're coming to the bu- the city, we're going to get the cat all together. And I was like, this is a, a very weird dynamic. But <laughs> So they ended up coming to Boston and they stayed over uh, stayed overnight like um, in a hotel. And then the next day we went and like retrieved the cat. It's I like the that. cutest. It's literally the size of like my thumb. It's like the smallest thing I've ever it's seen. It's the most aesthetically pleasing cat I've ever seen. So it's cute. Insane. I need to go meet it. But from the pictures, I'm like in love and I'm not even a cat person. I know. But, so cute. How was um, your weekend? It was good. Yesterday I um, went to Rhode Island with Mystery Man and for Sunday dinner and I had one too many glasses of wine. Yeah. And I had the hiccups. <laughs> and she's night. like, I had two. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny um but I had the hiccups all night like okay. literally all I hate night. that and it got to a point where I all of a sudden had a spoonful of peanut butter shoved in my face <laughs> and they were like here take this and I was like what what is this they're like it will cure your hiccups and I was like I've never heard of that before neither have I but apparently it's a thing and so if you guys uh need to cure hiccups and you you know have a jar of peanut butter handy like a spoonful of peanut butter i guess so basically i didn't even realize that a hiccup is a like a muscle Mm. like contraction or spasm right and when you try to swallow the peanut butter it's relaxing (laughs) your muscles because it takes so much freaking like energy to swallow because it's so thick wait weird it worked i'm not kidding i had hiccups for hours all night and i as soon as that yep gone i love that wait you know what's so weird okay so this just reminded me of it because speaking of like, I guess, drinking hacks. Mm-hmm. So um, this guy I work with, he <laughs> told me, he like shows up to our work call last week and he's like, hey guys, 
something amazing happened to me. And I was like, okay, what, what, what happened? He's like, so this past weekend, I absolutely got after it. And I was like, okay, that's, that's good. He's like, I was drinking all day. I was mixing alcohol. I was not drinking water. I was like, I was not doing Classic. any of the things you're supposed to do. And he was like, I was hammered. He came home that night and his girlfriend, for some reason, being the saint that she is, she made him like a bunch of guacamole. Which like I don't know if random. she random random not but, really what I want when I'm drunk but like hey yes but like a ton of guac like I'm talking like a mountain of it so he's just like downing guac and eating all day and he's just like shoveling guac in his mouth he woke up in the morning feeling fine like not a single hangover symptom mm-hmm. at all because of the guac he googled it and I guess like that it's a thing that if you eat a ton of guac like a lot of it when you're shit faced something about this I could be completely wrong so whoever's like a I don't know if there's people like dietitian or something and I'm just like spewing bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, but I guess a lot of people say that the guacamole replenishes things that you're, that like alcohol depletes from you. So it actually can help with your hangovers. Hmm. So he was like, guys, I'm going to try it again this weekend. So I texted him today and I was like, how did it go? And he was like, Shannon, I think I have cracked the code on hangovers. He's like, I was not hungover at all. He's like, I drank everything. He's like, I was overtired. I didn't drink water. He's like, I mixed my alcohols. He's like, I didn't eat all day and he's like and I woke up today feeling great so all right all right so keep your peanut butter and your guac stock yes. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's basically <all> we- <laughs> that's what we have to offer you yeah we talk about drinking all the time on this podcast and we were like we have to help the people out if they're feeling a little hungover or hiccupy yeah. so um I guess take <laughs> if, if you guys end up trying these things take pictures tag us and then let us know how it goes we're just gonna get a bunch of like people sending us photos of them like downing guac yeah. and peanut butter but <laughs> <laughs> wait at the same time though trying yeah. to kill two birds with literally one just like walk and peanut butter <laughs> it's gross yeah, no i don't like that um okay. okay let's talk about something we're passionate about yes okay have you ever dreamed of being able to diet without having to cut out the occasional vodka soda with the girls? That's all I think about. Okay. Well, <laughs> introduce Velo Vodka. Ooh. She is gluten-free, zero grams of carbs. Oh. Zero grams of sugar. Damn. So she's the perfect <laughs> drink for hot girl summer. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah. So Velo Vodka was created in South Boston. Like right, like right, right in next Southie. Door. Yep, literally right next door. Hop, skip, and a jump. So you know Southie knows how to drink. So yes. you know that this shit. Southie is knows good. how to do something while it's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Not only is it approved for hot girl summer, but it's made with mineral water and infused with electrolytes. Damn. Like, have you? I think that's like a first. I yeah. don't know anything that's infused with electrolytes, but basically... Except for like Gatorade. Exactly. Well, you can ditch the Gatorade because Velo Vodka is basically... If you can prevent a hangover while drinking, Velo Vodka is going to do that for you. Absolutely. And I, I absolutely love that. That's such a such a smart idea. We we're also taking shots of it before we started this. Um, mm-hmm. This is what we do every single time and it went down really, really smooth. So it did. we highly recommend it. If you are looking to um, shed those pounds, go into hot girl summer, but you're not willing to give up vodka sodas with the girls because who should that or mar- dirty martinis as well. Yeah. <laughs> dirty martinis. Do it up. If you guys want to get your own bottle, they have a list on their website of local realtors. I'm pretty sure you can only get it in Massachusetts. So I'm sorry in advance if you don't live here, um, but it's VeloVodka.com. Follow them on Instagram. It's at VeloVodka. It's V E L O Vodka. You know how to spell vodka, I hope. <laughs> if not, figure it out. But 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. Yes, 100%. And that's what we're drinking. Tag today. us in your photos of you chugging that Velo Vodka. Hell yeah. <laughs>
If you're over the age of 21. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. For those of you that are, may or be watching on YouTube, you may have noticed that we have a guy, a guest in the studio, a guy other than Sam. Yes. <laughs> he's not the only guest, male guest in the studio. Um, you may have seen him on TikTok. Um, please welcome. His name is Chance. Hi, Chance. Thank yes. You, How are you today? So Chance has 1.3 million followers mm-hmm. on TikTok. Can we just like beautiful? Like, are you kidding me? Yes. 1.3 million followers on TikTok. Not only that, but he gained that following in under a year. Yeah, it's absolutely and insane. Like, a combined 57 million likes over all of his videos. And I thought our like 20K combined <laughs> likes was cool. And I saw his and I was like, mm, yeah, okay, peace. Made us feel kind of small. And if that's not impressive enough, he um, also achieved this following while attending school full time at Bentley University, studying finance and accounting. So he's smarty smart. Um, mm-hmm. So we're so excited to have Chance, Chance Drive on the show. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate the welcome and the little hype. <laughs> Love it. How does it feel being our first boy? I know you kept saying it was a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but I think I can manage. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm going to do my, I'm going to set the path for everybody else. I think so Perfect. too. We may never have another boy because they're going to be like, how no, could we, how, how could we compete? No. I'm going to try to dial it down. You're like, I'm not going to be too electric because I might just, <laughs> I might just take the show completely. Yes. Exactly. It's not, it's drinks after work with Chance, no longer Abby and Shannon. Exactly. Actually, I kind of like the sound of that. Drinks after work with Chance. Like, I see a future of... Maybe I need a contract. We'll talk talk about (laughs) it. We'll talk about it. Um, Okay, so Chance, give us, to start off, for those of you that, for the people listening that might know who you are, Mm -hmm. give us your dating profile rundown. In terms of, like, what it is that I look for, like, more how I look at dating overall. So, for someone that doesn't know you and they're hearing you for the first time, they're like, this guy sounds cool, what's he about? So, if if I did mine, for example, I'd be like, hey, I'm Shannon, I'm 25 years old, I work in sales, I live in the Boston area, I like long walks on the beach, luxurious bubble baths, I'm a Gemini vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to put yourself out there on a dating app, like, what would you say? Also, pretty much, like, the breakdown of, like, who I am. Yes, yeah. All right. I guess I would have to say, like, I'm 21, I guess, um, in terms of, like, what it is that I'm into. I'm a very big homebody. Like, oh. A lot of the times I'm at home. It's, like, a lot of people don't normally think that because they're like, do you have a shit ton of followings? I'm like, yeah, I built that following. Majority of my videos are recorded in my room the whole entire time. <laughs> people, people literally, like, there's a poster that I have behind me, majority of my, the videos that I take. And everybody constantly asks me, how do I get that? Because I'm just always in my room. <laughs> I like love that. Like, They're like, little do you know, I just don't leave this room. I don't. It is not a backdrop. It is literally just my, my room. room. Like, literally. <laughs> so, I guess, I'm 21. Um, what is it that I'm into? Honestly, it's kind of like, I'm that person who's kind of like, whatever the person that I'm with is into, I try to incorporate that in what it is I that I do that. on the daily. Because it's kind of like, whether I'm not into it or not, just the fact that if I'm doing something that makes you happy, mm-hmm. that makes me happier just to see you smiling. So realistically, wow. like, even if I wasn't into like walks on the beach, for example, I would not mind doing that like once a week. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of time to give up. And it's like that person's happy doing it. Majority of the time, it's kind of like, I don't like, I like being doing things that are like a little adventurous where it's like you're moving. I'm a very active person. So it's kind of like, let's go paintballing or something like that. I something okay. that keeps us active and like we can dial it down like with like a little Netflix and chill or like, let's just say dinner or something like the movie, something a little more quieter. So it's kind of like, I'm a very versatile person. So, I like mixing it up because I'm the person that gets bored of doing the same thing over and over again. Yes. So I'm constantly doing the same shit. Not going to be the person that likes it. But yeah, 21, go to Bentley University, study covert finance accounting. So numbers are something that I'm very intrigued by. 
Yeah. Yeah. So numbers of the sun. So down you actually like it? I didn't think people in accounting actually liked their job that they just did it for the money. I've talked to a lot of people that are like that have been doing this for years. There are a lot of people that actually really do like their job. Like they do <sighs> general like numbers. And I think the misconception is the fact that like, oh, if you're somebody that's into accounting or like finance corporate mm-hmm. America overall, you're sitting in a cubicle. Right. And I'm just like, no, that's like your first year or first two years because it's kinda like normally when you walk in, you get this thing called like staff one, staff two. Mm. And then after that you get put into like your actual positioning. Like the position that I want has nothing to do with a cubicle. Yes, I like numbers and I'm great with them. I'm not trying to sit behind no desk 24-7. What I want to go into is, like, literally, like, you get to travel 24-7. Wow, okay. Like, majority of your, like, 80% of your job is literally travel. What's I'm, that I job? Want I, want, I want that job. Yeah, okay, what? consulting. Like, so consulting gotcha. is like, yes, you have the numbers, and it's what you mainly focus on, but the word is self-consulting is like you're part like you're going to different businesses and giving like ideas oh like okay that. i know i absolutely love that you just said that because like boston consulting group like there's so many like crazy there's a lot of consulting firms in boston yeah, that literally. do that and so many people i talk to are like yeah i get to um like ernst and young i get to like tra- with them. yeah absolutely you get to tra- travel around the country come in solve problems obviously look at the numbers as well but like you're you're solving problems so i i absolutely yeah, so love like that day to day is a little different so it's kind of like i like numbers and in corporate america was something that intrigued me but i was all, I, like i didn't want to part i didn't want to partake in like corporate america for the same reasons everybody strays away from it mm. you're literally sitting behind a desk and i'm just like yeah even though it's like i'm doing the same thing at different businesses it's gonna go a little differently because one you have a change of scenery right and businesses do different things so what it is that you're looking at is a little different wow that makes sense. That was good. I feel like if I came across your dating profile, I'd be impressed. You're like, I like to make people smile, I like to do things <laughs> that people like to do. I, um, I'm so really active. I like to take long walks on the beach if that's what you like to do. And I'm smart and I like to travel. I feel like that, that's all the bases, Boom. right? Boom. Checks all the boxes. Boom. I love I try, it. I try. <laughs> so you, you moved to Boston in 2010, right? Yeah, 2010. And, okay. and you lived in Haiti. Yeah, before that, I lived in Haiti. Um, Always had family in the United States, but it's kind of like when you're traveling from like a third world country to like a place like, I guess, like you'll say the United States, it takes a lot of work, a lot of paperwork, a lot of money. But then like when the earthquake happened, because like I moved after the earthquake that happened oh in my Haiti gosh. 2010. The earthquake happened in January 12, 2010. I didn't move here until I would say like November, right? So I kind of okay. had to go through that whole entire phase and everybody was like. Yeah, this is something we try to get out of. And then, and we ended up on moving into the United States. Didn't know a lick of English. Literally, the very first, the oh. only word that I knew was milk. And I remember that. Because I took, because I remember, like, right before we were about to travel, my mom was like, let's try to get you classes, even though we later had, like, one month. She was like, hey, you know what? Stay after school. We'll pay for, like, a special tutoring class for you guys learn English. The only word I picked up was milk. <laughs> I remember nothing else. And that's only because my mom would always emphasize how I need to drink milk. And I'm just like, uh, okay. That's like, so I remember cute. Milk. That was it. And everybody's always surprised by that. Because it's kind of like, what happened to your accent? If you meet the rest of my family, my mom barely speaks English. But that's expected. She's at a little older age. My brothers, nope. My sister, nothing. Really? She's thick accent. I'm just like, how do you not pick it? I'm just like. You're one of four, right? Yeah, I'm one of four. Yeah. Okay. So, like, all my siblings, their accents are so thick. Like they speak and English you're the perfectly, baby. and I'm the baby in the you're family. The baby. Like, so, what do you think you did differently when you, when, like, when you guys moved here that allowed for you not to have as? Do you think it was because you were here at a younger age, so you picked up the dialect a little bit more than? I think a younger age definitely had to do with it, but I think the only another thing that I associates with being at a younger age that made it ten times easier for me was literally the fact that majority of my friends were not Haitian. Okay, but the thing is because. I wasn't necessarily indulging a certain culture for so long to the point where, like, I couldn't get away from it. 
So I spent like as of right now, I spent half of my life in Haiti, half of the, the other half in the United States. My brother, when he got here, he was already at such an old age. All he knew was like this Haitian culture. Right. Just, when you're 10 years old, it's not like you right. find your identity. It's kind of like you're exploring. So I put in a different place. But I started exploring. All my brothers and sisters, the moment they got here, they died, they pretty much went the way where it's like, okay, let's get Haitian friends. For me, it's kind of like, all right, um, I, I don't mind Americanizing. You were myself. able to, yeah, I was right. able to like, just pretty much just, all right, I'm here with y'all. And y'all speak English every single time to me. But I was, my brothers and my brother and my sister, like, they'll be around a lot of other people that are Haitian. So a lot of the times they're still speaking that same language. And when you're not, you, they don't have, an, they didn't get enough practice as much as I did. So I would say, like, for sure. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's such a cool backstory. And yeah, you have something so cool. unique to talk about with people as well, like having lived through An earthquake. a traumatic event at a very young age, moving to the U.S., which is I would consider to be another traumatic event in some ways, Definitely, right? Like yeah. uplifting your entire life and learning a brand new culture, a brand new language. And then to go to, you know, Bentley, which is an amazing business school, study finance. Yeah, like yeah. that's Wow. Yeah, Even without the TikTok show. stuff, I feel like you would have you would have been an amazing Impressive guest. Enough, like yeah. exactly. Even without the TikTok everything else. is just the icing on the cake. Yeah, literally just I don't know. The good thing about my like growing my platform is I didn't have I didn't have to necessarily like a lot of people go on a platform they try to figure out what do people want. Mm. I didn't really struggle with that. I just went on a platform. I was like, and all my friends would tell me, "This is a platform I feel like you could really get into." And I was like, "Why?" They were like. Just because of your personality, the things you already do, where like if you went on a if you went on this app and did it, I felt like you gained cloud for it, and I was like, all right, I tested it out, and it worked. I was literally myself, and like because I I would, I'm the person where it's kind of like I can any topic you put in front of me, I can at least have a say in it. So it made it so much easier for me to be relatable to so many different people. Mm-hmm. So that made it like ten times easier to develop my platform. Okay, so let's backtrack. So for Let's let's start at the beginning of like your whole social media journey because yeah. you started on Facebook. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's where everything kind of started. So what do you mean? So you were saying this earlier. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what does that mean? You started on Facebook. Like take us back to the beginning because I I thought it was interesting when you said that, and I was like, I'd like to understand how it all works. Like how do you even gain thousands of people on Facebook? I would love. To yeah, know. I didn't understand it either. But the thing is, like I remember there was an app that came out and it was called Depth Smash. Okay. And it was app, it was pretty much like a TikTok app where it's kind of like you would have a certain sound and you'd be able to do some type of acting to the sound and then you get to post that. And then that was the literally the very first time I was ever introduced to like creating content type of thing. Mm, so okay. I would do those. How old were you when you started on Facebook? I think at that point I was probably like, I'll say like 15 to 16. Okay. And so then, young. Yeah, really young. And then I would make videos, but they were literally just for my friends' entertainment. And then because I was doing that and I was like, okay, maybe I can actually start actually, like when I was speaking on a certain topic, like I said, like I would take a video on Snapchat, I'll just repost it on Facebook. And then there were times where it got a lot of views. I think my most viral video on Facebook was probably either 3.7 million or 2.7 million. Oh, wow. Views. wow. What type of videos were these that you were posting on Facebook that started with your friends and then it ended up turning into just, you know, posting for the public? Like what, what were they that people liked? In the beginning, it was more like literally just the typical things off Dub Smash, right? Whatever the sound was that I liked, I'll just use whatever it. was cur- yeah. like relevant at the time. Yeah. So like whatever was trending, just like TikTok, I guess I'll say. And then I did that, and I was, and then when I started actually making videos, when I started seeing like people were following me, because like the moment a person adds you on Facebook, they follow you as well, but you mm-hmm. can only add back five thousand. Oh, so I like, didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, Facebook has a five thousand friend limit, and then I would mm. just, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just speak about things like I know my friend want to listen to. 
But then what my friends would want to listen to, a lot of other people would want to watch the exact same thing. Right. So I literally would make random videos. I made I made a video about me being Haitian, and that went viral. For some reason, a lot of people have this misconception that if you're some, if you're Haitian, you're supposed to be dark-skinned and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't fit that typical criteria. If I ask somebody what's my nationality, they would never tell me Haitian and Italian. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's a rare mix. Majority of people were like, oh, are you probably Dominican, Cavardian? I'm just like, no, I'm Haitian. A lot of people find it hard to believe. I was like, no, that's actually me. That went viral. Like, literally. But it probably did because that. there's probably so many people out there that can identify with you and are like, yeah. thank you for saying that. Because, yeah. well, also, I think it's messed up when this is, I mean, I don't want to get into this, but I do think it's messed up when people have the audacity to tell you, like, what they think you are, like, right. what, the, what ethnicity you It's like, screw yourself. People like, thought I was lying. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Sorry, go on though. That's completely off topic. But so no, like, you made you, you were making these videos that you were in your head. You were like, "This is relatable for me and for my friends." Yeah. But people were picking up on it and they liked it because they were like, "Hey, this is relatable to me too." Really? Yeah. And then a lot of people started following me, and I kept on going. And then I actually did it, deleted that Facebook account when I was about to go into college because, like, like like we talked about earlier, like corporate America is kind of like it's a huge thing in terms of like you have to really focus on your publicity. Like, whatever is attached to your name, corporate America cares more about that than what you mm-hmm. have to offer. I right. think that's, you guys are yeah. part of that, so you guys understand that. And I was like, you know what? And I didn't have, and it wasn't the best way that I gained my clout. Because, like, a lot of times I'll think about, I'll talk about things that are edgy, and corporate America is not necessarily into anybody who has edgy content or anything like that. Right. So I'll do that. Perfect. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was like, you know what? Let me delete this. I'm going to start, a, you know what? We're going to brand ourselves completely differently. And I started that, and I, and I deleted it, made a new Facebook account. I was like, I don't care for the clout. Until it got to the point where I started making TikTok videos, and I was like, okay, maybe. And then I realized, like, I was blowing up, and I was like, okay. So this is the part where it's kind of like, I guess I can't necessarily control this. And I was like, you know what? I don't mind this. Because I was so scared of corporate America, but then I met so many people with, like, versatile personalities, and they're like, yeah, it's a misconception that if you're going to be anybody that's into accounting or finance, you have to sit behind a cubicle. You have to have you have to be an introvert. I think that's what anybody thinks. If you're going to go into business that has to do with mm-hmm. numbers, you're introvert. I'm like, this is not me, but I really like numbers. So, like, being the person that could do both, I was like, why do I have to pick? I'm in my 20s. Why should I be scared to be a social media influencer? It's not like I'm going to start taking away from my classes. I'm like, I could do both. So yeah, I decided absolutely. to do both, and I guess right now it's been working out for me. Wow. So when you started, I know you started posting videos on TikTok this past July, but did you join TikTok like like everyone else at the beginning of the pandemic, like just as pure entertainment? Like, did you ever just join TikTok and just watch TikTok? Or were you always, when you joined, it was like day one from joining, you started posting content? And then I started posting right as soon as I joined. I think I probably joined around the pandemic like a yeah. lot of the other people. I think it was like, I was bored, and like I told you guys earlier, like the last ex that I had during that time was mm-hmm. literally like, you do TikTok, we're breaking up. <laughs> and I really liked it. It was toxic, but I was like, uh, you know what, now I really like this person, so you know what, I'm going to stray away from that. Okay, so you were just like a regular TikTok so, so user you, oh, wow. in the beginning. Yeah, and we broke okay. up during, we broke up literally as soon as the pandemic started. We were terrible over text. Mm-hmm. In person, the vibes were amazing, but I was in school, she was working and everything like that, So, and then she also didn't live the closest to me. And then she got stuck in um, Maryland oh. when the pandemic started. I'm I'm in Boston. She's in right, Maryland. Right. We're terrible over the phone. We can't see each other because Maryland went in lockdown when the pandemic first started. So she had no way to see me. Vibes fell off. I was like, okay. And then we broke, ended up breaking up. And I was like, and then you she was, I was like, she was the only thing realistically holding me away from testing it. I didn't really care for TikTok, but I was like, 
people were telling me I could do this. So I was like, you know what? I have a chance to try it now. Yeah. And then I tested it out and one of my videos went viral and that was pretty much like the beginning of it. Wow. That's insane. Never let anything or anyone stop you from what you want to do. Yeah. Because imagine so you were you, ne- you guys never broke up and you never started posting TikTok. Like imagine how different life would be today. Hella different. It's so crazy to think about too because you said this to us earlier, but um, basically you, you were saying, you were like, I had this ex-girlfriend I was dating and she always encouraged me, like pushed me towards social media. She was like, Hey, yeah. I think you have something special. Why don't you get on TikTok? Why don't you post? Why don't you, you know, try to get your name out there? And you weren't ready. Right. And you were kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was a little, the app itself was so new. And right. I'm not going to lie to you. Like being somebody of color, like a lot of people were bashed for hopping on the app. Like, because the thing is when TikTok first came out, it was looked at as a kid's app. Yeah. Now nobody can really say that. Cause you go on the app, the first thing you probably see is a creator that's in there. It's a, it's young adults. Majority right. of the creators on that app are young mm-hmm. adults. It's gotten then, older, yeah. But then a lot of people at first were like, oh, this is for kids. And a lot of the things is like conversational TikTok is like where kind of like me, where it's kind of like you go on the app and majority of your content is just you coming and you speak about a certain topic. That wasn't really much of a thing. A lot of it would be guys who hop on the app where they do dances. Yeah. <laughs> and people knew that wasn't me. So, like, when they know you do TikTok, that doesn't make sense. But I'm like, nah, that's, I didn't hop on TikTok to do the same thing as everybody to else. To do dancing, yeah. Yeah, so, like, everybody was aware, like, oh, the little childish thing and everything. Like, I was like, nah, that's not me. Mm. But people weren't necessarily used to creators that did that. And the fact that, you know, whenever a new app pops up, I don't think a lot of people realize majority of the time it's going to be 12 and up. Like, if you right. look at Facebook and Instagram, the age for Facebook and Instagram is 12 plus plus 12 plus so a lot of people when tiktok first came out that's one of the first thing you guide your attention at oh it's an app a lot of kids are going to be on there mm. but then you're like after the pandemic happened so many people were bored yeah it's like in tiktok everybody's seen tiktok blowing up it was on the news you can't get away from tiktok on the news 24 7 yeah controversial so things that happen with creators and everything like that and everybody was like you know what i'll test it out but yeah then it's entertaining and the good thing about tiktok is your for you page, like as you scroll, it's all about your niche. Whatever it is that you like the most and you spend the most time watching, it's dedicated to you. It's kind of like YouTube. A lot of times you go to YouTube, even if you don't go to your favorite YouTuber, when you scroll, you know for a fact, one of those videos is going to be something you want to watch. So true. And TikTok really emphasize on that where it's kind of like, oh, I don't like people that dance on TikTok. If every time you see a dancer on TikTok, you scroll, yeah. TikTok is not going to put that out for you. I think that's one of the reasons why TikTok became so popular. It literally, anything you wanted on TikTok, you could find it. I love watching There's anime. There's so many crazy ninjas out there, too. Yeah. And it's I insane. love anime. My my For You page, if I scroll at least five times and I'll see anime, that's an issue. <laughs> but like, that's because it's what I'm into. It's really all what we're trying to do. I so love like, that. Most people right. realize that. I saw it in your phone case, so I was actually going to ask you about it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, no, that, that's so cool. So you, you switched over to TikTok. You decided I'm going to finally post. And you said it was your first video went pretty viral, right? Like, was there anything? I had two videos that went viral. What do you think you did in the beginning that like allowed people like on this brand new platform where you didn't really have a following yet? Like, what do you think you did that people saw it and they were like, damn, I have to follow this? Because like I told you guys, like I mentioned earlier in our conversation before this actually started, a lot of people where it's kind of like when they go on the app, they they pick a niche. Right. Mm -hmm. So like the moment if a person is not into what it is that you do, they're not going to follow you because they know you don't provide content for them. But because I have a versatile personality and I didn't try to hide that part of me out. I just made relatable content. Like I would come, like if I were, like literally it's the easiest thing for me to make content because I'll go through my day, I interact with somebody in a certain way. I'm like, the way I interacted with them, I know a lot of people have this type of interaction. I talk about it. Mm. And it's the simplest thing. Anything that is relatable. And like I even said earlier, there are certain things I don't necessarily feel the exact same way as it is that I say. It's not like I 
put on a front for TikTok, but it's more like I say what the majority thinks. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll go on the app and I'll talk about a heartbreak. I haven't dated since last March. Right. <laughs> like I'm not going through that, but I understand the fact that there are so much people, the moment they hear it, they're going to comment, oh my God, I felt this. Like, yeah. I understand <laughs> it so much. And I'm like, and realistically, you got you to gotta understand when you're creating content, you're creating it for your platform. Mm-hmm. So even if I even if I'm nest, I'm not the person that goes through a certain thing, but I understand the moment the person sees it, it's gonna be something they relate to, and they're like, "Oh, I gotta follow this guy." And if you call, and if you see me every single time, a lot of the times I was blowing up, you see me on your for you page, and every single time it was something a little different. Let's say like the first time you see me, I was talking about something you weren't interested in at all. The second time it's completely different. You're like, "Okay, maybe if I see this guy again," and you see me again, I speak another topic that you're into because you provided something so versatile. People would look at you like. You know, I'll follow him because here and there, I know I'm going to find something that he posts. Mm, like a lot okay. of the TikTokers that do like, I know like there are people that do like like um science experiments and stuff like that, that dances. I'm not, I, I, that's, I don't do dancing. <laughs> I don't pay attention to none of the trends at all. Like I'll pay attention to trending sounds, but that's really about it. But one of my first videos that actually blew up was a random, it was a noose, like a thing you could use on TikTok to create things. I did that. That was my very first viral video, 600,000. Oh, wow. But that didn't get me followers because I didn't really portray anything that would get somebody to come in and run it right back. It was just because, like, it was trending, so it got views. And then the other one I made was a video from Snapchat. I, I posted it, and everybody was like, and it, it sparked up so much people talking about it. And I was like, okay, y'all are interested in something I just did on Snapchat. I didn't expect this to go viral. It was more like I just posted it. And everybody was commenting so much, and we're like, this was like I have a platform. Like, why is so many people interested in what it is that I have to say? And y'all had take the time to even comment and reply to what it is that I did. That video that went viral is what told me I should start TikTok because mm-hmm. I didn't try. It was so effortless and it got over 200,000 views. And that a lot of followers came from that video because my personality was on full display. And I was like, and all my friends was telling me, like, when I woke up that next day, so many notifications and my friends are telling me this is why we told you to start tiktok it's mm. not that hard especially mm-hmm. for what it is that you already do so i went along with it and <laughs> i'm here now at 1.3 mil that's insane so i guess like a two-part question is because i know shannon and i can relate but do you ever struggle with coming up with new content and like good content and do you ever like take breaks from posting or are you always non-stop post 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 I prioritize putting things out there. So, which means a lot. If I can't come up with a great content, I'll try to find something to post. Even if I know it's not going to go viral, at least I know like the people that are constantly coming back to my page. They have something. They'll have something. And because they, like once you get to a certain following, people start to idolize you. So, even if it's not like the greatest content, they'll watch it and they'll interact. And like, like literally when I post videos, within like the first minute, I'll have so many people that comment first. Mm. Just to be like, oh, yeah, I was the first one to his I content. I'm like, the, I'm the biggest fan. Yeah. That's like, interesting. Cause and I- they want you to reply. And I prioritize people that are like the very, because like, it'll be hard to be such a big, like have such a large following and like try to reply to everybody. Yeah, but the first can't. few people that comment, they normally catch your eye more because that's probably when I'm on the app creating content. And like, mm. I'll, oh, I'll look at the views I got within the first five minutes. And then, I'll, and then I'll reply, they'll be like, does the king reply? And I'll be like, <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> and, somebody, and people understand, <laughs> and like, the first day. few viewers, and they're like, oh, my God, he replied. I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I did. That's so, like, so interesting what you just said, though, and I think that's extremely smart, by the way, because Abby and I 
have this debate all the time. We're like quality versus quantity. Is it quantity versus quality? Yeah. Because sometimes, and I mean, we're just starting off on TikTok, so we don't know what the hell we're doing. But <laughs> <laughs> the times that we do post, we always talk, we're like, is it better to post more often, even if everything you're posting, like you might have like a bunch of things you're putting out there that you're kind of like eh about just to be consistent or is it better to post less often, but have everything be like something that you're like, this is amazing. This is going to go viral. But what you just said makes so much sense. Cause when you have the following that you do, people start to expect that from you. Yeah. So they'd rather see you post more, even if like maybe six of the videos you're not pumped about. And one of them you're like, yeah, this is a good one. So that makes yeah, cause sense. I think people really kind of like people look at, to a certain extent, there are some people that literally look at you as an escape, mm. right? And when they don't have your content that day, like, let's just say I'm like, there are people where they claim me, I'm, oh, you're my favorite TikToker. I'm just like, you follow like 300 people. How am I your favorite TikToker? Mm. But there are people that literally look at you as like the thing that makes their day. And I mm. think it's kind of like, you have to decide what do you prioritize? There are people that, there are content creators that do the same thing as you guys do. It's kind of like, I will only post things when I'm ready. When I feel like I have a really dope idea that's going to blow up. Right. I know when certain things, I, it's like, when I know I make something so relatable, I know it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I'm like, I don't really have any ideas today, but you know what? I'm going to dedicate an hour. I'm just going to like think about some things. And if I can't even come up with nothing, I'll make random content. And at times, like, I don't, I barely use TikTok like the regular person where it's kind of like you go to just scroll, scroll, scroll. If I go on TikTok and scroll, I'm trying to catch trends. I'm trying to see what it is that I should do next. But I do both. It's kind of like a lot of the times where the thing people don't understand is, I prioritize exposure more than anything. Mm. The more videos you get out there, the more likely somebody new will see that video. But a lot of people are kind of like, oh, no, I want to get an idea that hits. But it works. Like, let's just say you make one video that day and it hits over uh, 200,000 views. I make four and each of them would hit 50,000. In that day, we both gained the exact same amount of following. Mm, so, so I don't true. mind having days where I put four videos out and they're a little mediocre, but I know totally like in total like they'll reach the same amount of followers still hit new people yeah and then there are days where i'm like i have such a fire idea you know what because i think like recently my most viral video was probably at last time i checked was like 9.8 probably has reached 10 million views by now wow i have days like that but then i also have days where i'll put out a video and it reaches only fifteen thousand. to certain people that's a lot but when you have such a large following people expect a little more out of you so it's kind of like i'll have days where i hit 10 million and i have days where i hit 10,000 and i think that's a part a lot of content creators are not ready for there will be so much inconsistency inconsistency and you have to get used to that i feel like you're i mean i could be wrong but you come off as like a very confident person because you're like listen i know that sometimes i could put out a video and it'll get only and i say only with air quotes cuz to me i'm like oh my gosh 10,000 that's great but it was like it could get only 10,000 views but you're like listen i know that it's only a matter of time before i put my next one out that's going to get like a million or 2 million yeah, right. and i think sometimes abby and i because we we're because we're emotional i think <laughs> we'll like put out something and if it didn't do as well as our last video we're like, like should we we're delete like, it and we're repost? like oh my god like everyone people hate us like we should we should just stop we should like what? delete our apps and just you know set our hair on fire and just like <laughs> i know we're dramatic about it <laughs> very dramatic and that's why i like sometimes like wait am i cut out for this like i literally i remember when our first tiktok went viral yeah. Um, it had like 150,000 views and like 13,000 likes and like a shit ton of comments and like the first hate comment that we got <laughs> I, I, I screenshotted it and I sent it to Shannon and I was like look at this I blocked them she blocked and them she deleted like- the comments and I was like Abby you can't delete comments and block people like people are gonna hate us and she was like well, I just couldn't stand looking at it. And I was like, well, Abby, there's like 13,000 nice comments on there. I think it's fine if like one or two people don't like us. And she just was like, no. Oh, <laughs> was I so- couldn't do it. So I haven't blocked anyone since. But 
but like it was it was just so hard because I was like how do, do you ever get discouraged or like are people mean ever to you so yeah do you get hate I feel like because I've done social media for so long yeah overall like content creating in terms of like being like an actual influencer I haven't been doing that for that long at all because I my plates blew up pretty quickly but overall, I understood something about people in general. People are so quick to hop. People are quick to give hate more than they're willing to give love. Mm. To give love, you have to understand. Facts. To give hate, you just have to see something. If I, if, for me to love you, I have to understand so many things about you. And for like on the content creating world, I have to understand so much about your personality to give you love. To give you hate, I see one video that I don't like and I'll, and I'll throw hate around. Right. And that is, and I realize like it's so easy for people to give hate. So majority of the people, they're going to do that. Right. Like there are times where like I have a video that's let's just say it's a little controversial or something like that. There's hate coming out of it. But the good thing I always realize is when people like you so much, you don't need to be in the room to defend yourself. That's people will yeah. People will defend you. I that's see it like all the, the time. Happy, that's like the thing that literally one I don't I don't get discouraged. I will literally have I will my friends will later tell me, yo, so and so said this about you. Okay. <laughs> it rolls know, right off. I don't know you. Right. Why would what you say matter to me? Like, I'm the person who's like, if I don't value as a person, what you say doesn't matter to me. And if you're somebody I value and you ha- and you speak low and you don't speak highly of me and you're not trying to get me to get to a point where you can look at me in that light, then I also don't value your compliment because mm. you're not somebody I should prioritize. I know what to prioritize. A lot of the hate, if let's just say I get hate, I just look at it and I laugh. Like, there'll be threads of people making fun of you. You just got to be like, you have clout. You are views to them. I'm just like, you are a fan. That's <laughs> I don't know you. And you're taking the time out of your day to make content dedicated to my name. Oh my gosh. Wait, I love that. Abby? Shannon. It's the freaking spring. Yeah, spring has sprung and it's time for some spring cleaning. It's time to get clean down there, up there, all around. From head to toe. And who's going to help you with that? Manscaped, baby. Manscaped. So we have the weed whacker for you. It is electric nose and ear trimmer. Men, we don't want to see your nose hairs when we're out to dinner with you. We don't. It's not cute. We never want to see them. <laughs> and Chancey, we have your in studio. I feel like you've you've probably shown a few girls your nose hairs in the past. And you said that you actually subscribed to, to Manscaped because of it, right? Yeah, because it's kind of like, the thing is, I see them on YouTube and on social media so much. And I was like, you know, let me check out their page. Like, the whole idea of manscaping is always something I was like... Why is it so weird for guys to take care of themselves? And why do I like they look it at it in such be. a bad light? I'm just like, so yeah, like easy. you should generally want to take care of yourself. But because society looks like taking care of yourself like a feminine thing, and guys are like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I'm just like, no. Like, I'm like, at the end of the day, I do this majority for women. I don't care what other guys say about me. It's like, I know a girl likes it if my nails are done, if I go get a man in a petty. <laughs> like, self care overall, the manscaping part is what they love. So, realistically, that's why I subscribe to them. And it's like, every three months, I get something new. Uh, like, they, like, I get to replace what it is that I had. And, keeps it fresh and women appreciate that so why not i love that amazing manscaped are the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming and they forever change the grooming game with their products absolutely so guys um if you want to groom your nose your ears down below if you want to try it out on your leg hair arm hair whatever you want (laughs) head over to manscaped.com they have such a wide variety of products they're all amazing all of my guy friends are literally raving about it they're reaching out to me they're like shannon i need more i love it um they're like my girlfriend's happy with me i'm not sleeping on the couch anymore it's all (laughs) really great stuff so head over to manscaped.com use code big night for 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping, baby. Head over there now. What you just said about like the people that give you hate, it's like, well, you're a fan. 
because like, like you're you're one more you're one more comment one more view yeah, like you're a no fan thank you for being publicity a, yeah thank you for being a fan like, <laughs> i love I think that the day's kind of like it's just the it's always the funniest thing when i receive hate because i'm just like you don't like me but <laughs> you will take the time to save my video make a video on top of it keep my face in the video i'm just like it's publicity you're a fan. Like, why am thank i gonna get mad like at the end of the day, I, majority of the times, you don't know they exist. Like, when your video went viral, you don't know half of these people that comment on your video. Mm-hmm. The ones that show love, you appreciate them. The mm-hmm. ones that show hate, why does your hate matter? Yeah. I don't know you. Because I'm sensitive. You, yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm the person, like, I brush things off like that really quickly. And the thing I realized, like, even back in high school, if somebody was throwing hate at you and you showed them love, they hated it. Imagine mm. somebody says you're ugly, like... Damn, thanks. I appreciate that. We've learned to kill them with kindness, and Bro, now our works. hate comments, like, we'll literally, like, respond back and be wicked sarcastic. Yeah. It's so, and, like, that it's so pisses funny. people they off. They hate it, because they or want they you to reply, be mad. Or they'll reply back to your hate, like, you like you being nice back, and they'll and then they'll say something, like, funny, or, like, they'll back down. Because they don't think that you're going to reply. They think, like, you're going to reply and either be mean, but, like, when you're nice, they're like, oh, oh, like, yeah i remember there was like one guy that like commented one of our tiktoks recently and was like he's like if i if i ever see you two around the city i'm gonna dump beer on your head and and i literally go that's a waste of beer (laughs) (laughs) but that's really how it is like majority of the times people do it for attention and a lot of the thing a lot of reason why people go on social media is there are a lot of people that go on social media to be seen true but you also have the complete opposite there are people that go on social media because they are not seen where it's kind of like if I yeah. go on social media and like I comment something, you don't know me. So I can be as vulgar as I want to. And I know nobody's going to notice me. And when you notice me, you're like, oh, wait, time on. And the thing is, there are people that show you hate. And when I visit their page, they follow me. Mm. That's so weird. So they don't think you're going to notice because you have so many followers. They don't think it's just uh... entertainment. And when, I'm, when I see the hate, I'm just like, like, I remember like I seen somebody, oh, this is so cringe. I'm like, this is so cringy. Nobody should see this content. Why would you put it out there again? Because the thing is on TikTok, you can take somebody's video, take five seconds of it, and then talk about it for the rest of like the next 10 seconds or the next um 55 seconds. Mm. And when somebody does that to me, I'm like, you know people shouldn't see this content. Why would you put it out there again for more people? <laughs> right. And to them, it's Something. like, this is so weird. Because the thing is, I wa- like I, the thing is like, you want to stay interactive with your following because the thing is like, it makes people like you a lot more. Right. That's why on Instagram, I'll go live a lot of the times. Because it's, because a lot of the influencers, they don't interact with their fans at all. It's like, oh, I do what it is that I do. Y'all interact with that. Yeah. And that's that. People are used to that, so they're okay with it. But for me, I'll go live on Instagram, and I'll just click on fans. I'll put them in, the, in my Instagram, and mm-hmm. we'll just talk, how's your day? And there are times where people are really chilling, and there are times you you want to pick me? I'm just like, I mean, like, you requested to be in my video, and I told you I would pick. But, like, yeah, a lot of times it's kind of like, you can't put your feelings on social media. There's no way anybody's going to be an influencer and you're going to be mentally stable if you attach your feelings to your content. Shit. <laughs> no, no, you're you so right. I wish I was like, I wish I was you. Abby's like, I wish I was you. She's like, she's like after this work. interview, she's like, the only thing I'm taking away it's from this brain. entire thing is that she's like, I wish that I was chance. <laughs> I would do anything. Literally you are four years younger than I am. And if I knew half of what you know at your age, at my age, the I would be so much better off, so much confident, confident, happy. Yeah, like, are you kidding? Yeah, I'd, I'd be, be able happy. to. She probably wouldn't have a therapist. Like, yes. she, like, Facts. <laughs> like literally. My oh God. My. And I just realized, like, people go on social media to like a lot of people just want to fit in. 
Yeah, so true. So, like, like, let's just say, like, somebody that even follows me, like, they see somebody throwing hate on my name. They'll hop on it. Not even because they hate me or they like, feel the exact same way, but it's more like whatever's trending. The, the, they the want to be a part of yeah, something. The mindset yeah. that is trending, that is what they want to attach themselves to. Even if they're not necessarily, like, the biggest fan of it, they'll go along with it. And even, like, in their hearts, like, they really do love you. There are times where I have people throw hate at me and I interact with them. They're like... Oh God, bro! I was just playing, bro. Like it was just for entertainment. I'm just like, yeah, I know, geez. Yeah, you're all set. Like I don't attach my feelings to my content because the thing is, a lot of people do that, and you become the person that is like so depressed. I know so many other content creators because I'm actually friends with them. They're not as happy as they seem. Yeah, that's like so they true. flip on the camera, they make a video, they act all like giddy up and everything like that. And at the moment they get off that, they're like, oh fuck, I don't know, if my, I don't know if my content's gonna make a lot of views, but I'm like. Social like social media is inconsistent because people are inconsistent. Yeah, that's so true. That's no different because sometimes you make a video, you're so proud of, you put it out there, you're like, damn, no views. Yeah, and then you'll make a video that takes you five seconds, and, da, 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 da. and it viral, it blows up. What a million? Wait, <laughs> I want to know. Do you stalk? Okay, so like every time we post a TikTok and we notice that it's like gaining, like do you stalk it and like watch it? I, I go on the app, I make a video, and I get off. Okay, really? that's smart. I should start doing that. Wait, I have a question. This is like a complete like aside, by the way. Mm-hmm. So like obviously, I was just thinking of this when you were talking. We've talked about you know your your career and your success, and obviously your really really healthy mentality towards social <laughs> yeah, media, which I'm Abby happy. and I don't have. What about your personal life? Like, are you are you dating? Are like in your college? Like, do girls meet you and they know who you are? Like, are they? <laughs> trying to date yeah, you like, are, are you, you playing you the recognized? field are you, are you a one woman man like what is what's your vibe like with your personal life it's always like the funniest thing because this thing is like like i said earlier like i'm a homebody right a lot of the times i'll be at home so even though a lot of people from my city even start knowing who it is that i am they don't get to see me in person a lot of the times <laughs> and then the few t- and in the times where it's like all right i'll go out i'll go to a party and like the f- i remember like i went to a party at northeastern recently the first person that answered the door is like isn't that? I'm just like, uh, I'm like, yeah, that's me. And then like, I'll sit down and like, they're oh, you, bro, like, I want to be like you. And I'm just like, I, I don't know you. I went to, like, <laughs> recently, like, that's you great. Know, I don't know who you are. Yeah, recently I went to I went to Party City to get my niece costume because it was like spirit day at her school. And I was like, oh. you know what? I want to make Aww. sure you actually get to dress up for this because I I never cared about it. And I went there and I got and I was like, oh, I can't even get an Uber. So I was like, what's open? The only thing that was open was the movie theaters. I was like, you know what? Let me go watch Godzilla vs King Kong. I'm literally talking to a guy at the register that's telling me about all the different movies to see if there's anything better than that. If not, then I'll just go along with it. The other girl at the register is eyeing me. Oh, she's making eyes. Her she eyes does not leave me. And like the thing about being an influencer is a lot of time, like people tell you, oh, don't let it get to your head. So when somebody says that, you don't want to automatically go to. Oh, it's because maybe TikTok she just thinks famous. you're cute. Yeah, right. So like, you don't want to be you don't want to like gas your head up too much. You know, I, I was like, I'm not going to think nothing of it. But you can. I don't think people realize you can tell when something is staring at you, like, off your peripheral. Oh, yeah. You can like, feel, you it. feel it. And yeah. you don't want to look back because it'll just get ten times more yeah. awkward. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm gonna just, like, I'm trying to have a low-key day. I'm like, you know, self-love. I went by myself. You know, I love the, that. I love after, that for you, self-love. It was perfect. And after the movie, <laughs> I was in the lobby waiting for my ride. And then they, that was the last movie of the day. So she was walk. I, I guess she got off work, right? And she walked past me in the lobby. Before she opened up the door, she said, TikTok. No, <laughs> just TikTok. I looked at her. She looked at me. I was like, I know you knew who the fuck I was. And she was like, Yeah, I noticed your comment. <laughs> and it was just like the most interesting thing. So, like, a lot of people notice me and, like, they'll say, like, oh, Aren't you that person? And I'm like, 
Yeah, but it's like something you get used. To. I'm no, I know during the summer it'll be ten times worse because mm. like I'm gonna be out twenty four seven. You know, oh, you gotta have a hot boy summer. Okay, I love it. So hot this boy is summer. Be your first like outing. Yeah, this like, is you gonna be like my first summer has a single an actual popular single creator. But like in terms of like what type of like what am I doing? Like, my, what's my mindset in terms of dating? I'm not looking for somebody. You're not looking. Are for you somebody. on the apps? Yeah, for entertainment. Yeah. Just like for, I'm not gonna lie, literally for, for entertainment. Because yeah. the yeah. thing is. As a guy, you like the chase. Mm. But as a guy who's popular, you don't get the chase. Because everybody knows. Because so many people know everything about you already. Like, people see you on the app, they're like, oh, you're attractive. Or your mindset when it comes to this is so dope. Because I'm somebody who talks. So it's not like you see me in front of a screen and I'm dancing to sounds the whole time. But you know nothing about my mindset. So for me, it's like people get to see what I look like. They get to see my mindset. They get to see the goofy side of me. And All the hard people, stuff. Yeah, like, over. so, like, they get, so, like, the things that they would normally have to figure out about a person, they already get to see that. But, but mm. then it's just more, like, getting into it on a personal level. So, a lot of people say, like, oh, my God, the comments, I, the DMs I get, it's either somebody's literally trying to get in my pants straight. <laughs> like, the thing about men not being sexualized, I'm okay with it because I'm like, ah, I don't really But they care. are. But, no, there are literally girls that call, that literally will text me, I just want to do this, this, and that to you. I'm just like. Wow, ma'am, no, 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 how are ma'am, you doing? No, ma'am. This, is this is a Wendy's. This is a Wendy's And then you have people that comp that will hit me. I'm like, honestly, your mindset is so dope, and I would really love to get to know you. Mm. I get the, I guess in a way, I'll say I get the Bethel Bulls world. Yeah, right? but for me currently, like, I don't necessarily care about finding somebody. But if somebody comes across me and like their mindset intrigues me enough. That I'm not opposed to it. You're not opposed to it. But I'm not looking. I like what you just said, though. You're like, men like to chase. And I think that's so interesting because you look at so many men that are in either whether they're influencers or athletes or celebrities or, you know, anything in between. It's interesting because a lot of them struggle settling down. They struggle to commit. commit. And I feel like a big part of it is because, like you just said, men like to chase. You like I don't know what it is. It's like an animalistic thing where men like to meet a girl. They like, science. and they like to go after her and she maybe isn't interested at first and they want to ask her out on a date and they want to woo her and buy her flowers and take her out to a nice dinner and like get her to fall in love with them. But when you're already someone that so many girls might be interested in. It's a little harder. It's like that. the girls are already like, yeah, sure. Like I'm like, I'm right here. I'm ready. Like I'm like they're ready. throwing themselves. Yeah. 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 Like I'm ready to be your girlfriend. And, and that makes them cocky. less, that it's makes not. them less appealing, which as a girl kind of sucks, but it makes kind of, it makes sense if that's the way that your mind literally works as a guy. It's, it's, it's yeah. really, as a girl, like, let's really just say you guys get a lot of attention from a lot of guys. The people that are doing the most to try to get you, let's be completely honest. That's not the person. Yeah, because you're person. thinking, what's? I'm always like, what's wrong with you? You're like, oh, you want me that much? Da, 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 da. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm the best. You, I'm the best you can do. Like, you're, like, like you're giving me this much attention, even though I'm not interested in you. But I think it's really just human nature. It's like we go towards the thing that seems like it's a little more rewarding. Mm. Like when you know that, like realistically, like for some for a guy like me, right? Let's just say I'm the guy that doesn't show her that much attention. She's like, so I can't get you. Hmm. Nah, yeah. I'm. 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 I'm gonna do. Or myself. you know what girls do is I don't know if you've ever done Sabi, but you the guy that is like you're talking to you stalk his instagram and find his ex-girlfriend his ex-girlfriend's gorgeous that makes you like him even more because you're like oh my gosh he dated a girl that was like 10 times prettier than i am and you're like oh my gosh now he's more attractive to me i don't know why that's a thing but to me it's a thing is that not a thing to you um i haven't experienced that <laughs> however i do, I do know people really? that have i don't know what it is like if i was talking to a guy and his ex-girlfriend was like a model or something i would be like 
okay, wow, like he was dating this girl and now he's interested in me. Though. I might just think I'm the hottest shit ever. I don't know. <laughs> I just think like, I'm like, okay, wow, so you can get really pretty girls. Like you must be something worth like chasing. Yeah, like, I don't know what it is. If you're girls like that and you find me attractive, I must be the shit. Like at that point. Right. So or that like, hey, like yeah. you're worthy of like me chasing you because you can get like whoever you want. You know what I mean? And yeah, so like when you get that type of guy, you're like, I accomplished something. Cause yes, I know exactly. Can, it's an I accomplishment. Know girls that look like that. Yeah. Right. I'm in the same realm as him at this point. So, like, I get it. It makes sense. But for guys, it's kind of like, we do the same thing. But to me, it's the complete opposite. If you dated somebody who was so not attractive, that makes you, it's not, it's it's terrible. It's, a, it's literally a terrible thing, but it's hard to get out of the mindset. The fact that a guy who's, let's just say, like, right? Let's just say a girl will rate me, like, an 8 out of 10. And I've seen the fact that you dated a guy that majority of people would look at as, like, a 6 out of 10. That guy can look at me and be like, you got my leftovers. Oh, uh, so it's like an insult as a guy. Yeah, because it's kind of like, damn, like, normally, like, it's the exact same thing as a guy. Like, when you know, like, she's normally into guys that are a little more attractive, a lot of guys are very insecure. Like, you know, the little, oh, you're gay. So a lot of guys are scared of that comment, so they'll never be able to look at another guy and be like, he's attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's of nothing course. wrong with that, but it's more like a society thing where it's kind of like, you got to be so manly. You, mm-hmm. Oh, God, every guy got to be ugly. So I'm just like, that's so childish. Like, you, you're telling me you look at yourself, you think that you are an attractive man, right? And you know what makes you attractive. And it is so hard for you to see another guy and you're like, oh, yeah, he's an attractive guy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not saying you're attractive. And you're just like, I can see why girls would be attracted right. to Right. Guys, you get so weird about that. I feel like girls are so much more likely to be yeah, like, yeah, oh like she's God, beautiful, so whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially in the bathrooms. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. like in love with you and I'm obsessed with you and I would do anything for you. And it's like, you just met yes. two seconds ago. You guys will literally like get to know somebody in the bathroom. For guys? <laughs> Hell no. Hell we, we, we are told literally, if you're in the bathroom, do not look at them. <laughs> that is literally the rule. For y'all, you you want somebody? Guys, let's go to the bathroom. Uh, guys would do something like that, like what the heck? You want somebody to go to the bathroom with? And there's nothing weird about it. It's not like oh, you're focusing the part where you guys are both using the bathroom. It's more like when you're washing your hands. That's when you guys actually converse. Yeah, you know, like a little touch up in the mirror. It's like oh my god, you're so pretty. Oh thanks, so are you? Like, y'all that are is in so and out. You don't even wash your hands. You're just oh my gosh, literally. You don't talk what? to anyone. A lot of guys do not care about hygiene at all. No. In college, just like being in the bar in the bar bathroom, and there would always be a girl who just found out her boyfriend cheated on her. Mm-hmm. She's there's crying. Her mascara is scrolling on her face, and there's another girl that just met her and she's like he's a fucking asshole and you're so beautiful <laughs> and like any guy would be lucky to have you when they just met and it was just like classic <laughs> every the friendship time just picks up that much and i think that's the thing that's like so amazing about like how girls interact with each other because they'll be that where it's like so easy for you guys to show love to each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that but then there's a the total opposite side of it where it's kind of like I see you and you're attractive and I hate you for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Well that's so, the jealous and, I, and I, insecure girls. Yeah. yeah. But th- that's the thing it's kind of like if people are talking thought to think that way like the moment you're somebody who could possibly pull more guys than me i don't like that because uh, i'm in competition the moment like because it's like because like, guys want to like, be the guy, alpha yeah, like, you like, want to be the guy like in your group group of friends that's like yo like i'm i'm the guy that gets the chicks and it's the same thing yeah. for girls oh yeah i'm the hottest one yeah and then you don't dictate you being the hottest one realistically by how attractive you are it's more about how many men want me yeah so a lot of girls end up actually doing the little thing where it's kind of like they like up their sex appeal where it's like oh even if they don't care what guys want them for it's more mm-hmm. like do you want me yes more guys want me than the next person it's not the fact that she's probably the most attractive it might be because she's the easiest one but in her head it's kind of like all these guys want me so it doesn't matter right well you were saying that earlier too because you're like my ex-girlfriend was so jealous yeah and i feel like 
I mean, I think dating someone that's jealous is difficult in general, but like being in a career field where your job is literally surrounded by like coming on a podcast with two girls, it's so hard to date someone that's jealous, right? Yeah, like like I said earlier, you can't reassure them mm-hmm. because let's just, no matter what it is that I think of her, that doesn't matter. If the person does not see what you see in them, nothing you say will convince them that. Like I thought, like I thought that that girl that I was referring to, I thought she was the most amazing person. I I was willing to create a new Snapchat to get less views so she could feel like she's not in competition with so many other people. When people would hit me up randomly on something that's so vulgar, I would try to share that with her. But that even got me into an argument. Like imagine a guy literally going out their way to tell you about the people that are trying to get at them, and that's an issue. That's so interesting that you say that because I'm I'm thinking of two different scenarios where it's like, like even this weekend, like I was getting dressed and I hated my outfit and I was complaining to Mr. Man about it. He was like, stop, like you look amazing, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't care what you you think. think. Yeah, I care about what I think. And if I don't think I look good, then my whole mood is ruined and, and I'm going to hate my, myself, hate my outfit. And it doesn't matter what he says or does. Like I still don't. Cause it's not, it's not about other people. And that's the thing like that, like you, like, I know, like we've talked about this before where like if, if someone was like, well, Abby, get over it. Or are you like good? Or like, well, what does that say about me? But it's, it's not about anyone else. Like if you feel that way about yourself, like that's, yeah. that's all it is. You know what yeah, I mean? Can't convince you. And, and you can't have like, someone be like, well, shut up. I think you look good. And it's like, well, if I don't think I look good, then that's all that matters. If like, if you're in that state of mind. And you'll start thinking like that person is lying to you. Like yeah. a lot of the times yeah. where it's kind of like, you're like, oh no, you're only saying that because you're my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You're only saying that because you're my girlfriend. It's like, no, I'm saying that because I started dating you for those exact reasons. Yeah. Like, I like I didn't, I didn't, I, the thing is, I don't think people realize that's like, when you're with a guy or with the, somebody in general who has a lot of options, when they pick you, so many people feel like they're in competition, but it's the complete opposite. You were in competition before he picked you. You were in competition before she picked you. When she picked you, she determined the fact that you were the best person out of everybody that was trying to haul at him. Yeah. More reasons for you to literally be like, Happy. Those options were already there. It's not like, oh, when I started dating, they popped up. A lot of the times that happens when we're all aware of that. But realistically, <laughs> it's kind of like, I had so many girls that were trying to get at me. But now, I'm literally, I chose to talk to you. Out of everybody that was trying to give me their time, I said, no, you were But if you're going to act crazy, then you're going to make me regret. Yeah, you're going to make me yeah. like, damn, I knew I wouldn't be stressed. And that's, if if and it I wasn't like for you, the it, sort the, of like yeah, being it's with resentment. somebody that has a lot of options. kind of like, if you don't know how to act. It's hard for me not to think about the next person that I could have picked. Yes. Because I'm like, I'm going through so much stress. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. When it's somebody adding... doesn't have a lot of options, the easiest thing is like, oh, okay, but this is the person that I chose. But when I have to think about the fact that you're making me go through all of this, it's kind of like, I know if I want the next person, it's... they'll be grateful to be with me. Relationships, for the most part, are not very fun, right? Like you're... They're a lot of hard work. They're a lot yeah. of hard work. You're constantly putting someone else before yourself. You have to think about them in everything you do. You have to run things by them. But in the end of the day, if the person makes you, on average, happier than they make you upset, if they make you smile, if they make you feel good about yourself, then it's worth it. But if you're dating someone and you're like, hey, you're bringing more stress on my life, you're making me more upset than I would be single, then it's like, well, what's the point? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but but the, so the frustrating part, though, is that to a girl like that, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because in her mind, she's like, oh, like he has other options, he has other options, he probably regrets choosing me, but then she acts so friggin' backshit crazy that she actually drives you away and makes you, you know, end things with her, and then in her mind, she's like, look, I told you. 
And it's like, well, no, no, no. It, like you he's make, not. You push he's, me to that. Decision. He's not ending things with you because of the fact that he wished he chose someone else. He's ending things with you because you're acting like a psychopath. And that's that's what us girls, Gosh. me included, need it's, to need to get through our heads sometimes. I know. <laughs> I think it it hit me that I was in a healthy relationship when I like I get some weird DMs. Like even even today. Sure, I saw you're in Boston. You want a sugar daddy, or or I get some actually vulgar DMs, and and I screenshot them and I send them to Mystery Man, and he'll reply and he'll be like, ha ha ha, that's wicked funny, and I'm like, oh, you're not upset by that. I'm like, another man is oh. trying to get at me. You're but you know, Abby was trying to start a fight by doing that because no. Abby's Abby was like, all right, like I'm bored, I want to start a fight. No. She's like, let me. See. I think she was just expecting a different response based on what she's, <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah. No it's like, oh, no matter you get the little block him. Yeah. yeah. Why would you and think I know, that? Or like, what did what did you post that made yeah, someone send that to you? What makes you think right. I want to see that message? Yeah. Right. And and yeah, and I I always send them to him, and he thinks it's the funniest thing ever, and because he knows I'm not going to do anything, and it's just so like it, it's so nice and like refreshing to actually be in like a healthy relationship where the person isn't insecure and they're not jealous. Yeah, I think the thing they're that, not a like, psychopath. I think, not. I, think, I think a lot of people that scare, like the thing a lot of people that scares a lot of people or like that at least surprises them is when somebody trusts you. Like the thing is like there's certain girls like they'll like they're so surprised because the thing is I'm a very calm person within myself. Like I understand how I compare it to the majority and I understand the level of work that I've dedicated to myself over the years. And when a girl sends me something of somebody else trying to get at her, all I think to myself is it's not even a cocky mindset. It's more like, no, I'm not, a, I'm not worried because yeah. I know what I have to offer. But a lot of people that are insecure, they don't know what they have to offer mm. because they look at everybody else and they think everybody can offer something greater. Than something them. better. Yeah, right. but I look at myself, I'm just like, I can offer this, I can offer this, I can offer that. And none of them are materialistic things. When there's somebody, when you're in tune with yourself in terms of like your personality overall and your mindset, I know even if somebody is better than me, they can't offer you the vibe that I give you. Right. And if that's a vibe you're into, that is all I care for. Because the thing about the thing about relationships is everybody thinks it's more about oh who's the best person for me. No, it's a compatibility game. So true. Because the thing is, there's somebody that could be a CEO, but I could probably make a woman happier than him. Why? It's not because I'm better than him, but it's more like the thing a lot of people don't understand about love is it's more about what can you provide to that person. Mm. It's all about a love language. Like a lot of I feel like a lot of people don't don't really prioritize the whole love language thing. But that matters a lot. Do because you it's take that like, quiz? I take that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know my yeah. love language. My For me, like, my number one thing is, like, um, words of words of affirmation. Mm. Words mean a lot to me. But it doesn't mean a lot to me when your actions don't match that. And for me, I understand. I can take the time to be like, what makes her feel loved? Right. That's but you have to understand that because it love. might be different. Right. Because well, you give and receive love differently. Differently. And if you don't like, understand, like, how you like to receive love and how they like to receive love might be different. Then you're never going to work out. It's not going to work out because so the thing true. is, it's one thing to care about somebody, but what makes them feel like you really care for them is dedicating time for them. For me, it might be, oh, I, I tell you sweet words. That for me, if somebody dedicates the time to understand, and the thing for me, like with the words of affirmation, it's kind of like, tell me about myself and tell me about the things you appreciate about me. That means a lot to me because you took the time to understand the things that I do for you because I'm the person where I'm willing to go out and do whatever it is that I can do for you. When somebody's able to communicate that they appreciate those things, it's refreshing. It's like, damn, you really notice everything I do. For right. Because yeah. a lot of people don't recognize that. Because the thing is, like, I feel like a lot of people take the, the small things for granted. And then they don't realize, like, it takes a lot for me to do that. And majority of people don't get that. And for, like, the certain girls I would be with, for certain people, it's quality time. 
And I'm not the person that wants to be around people 24-7. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> girls girls I, a lot yeah, of time are quality I, time. Yeah, because I like her so much. Guess what? You want to you're, you're sad? Okay, let me get your let's, let me get your Uber to come to my campus. You can stay. I have a meeting in the morning, but I'll go to my meeting as you sleep, and then I'll come right back. That means the world to her. Exactly. To the next person, that probably means nothing because her word, their, their words of affirmation is acts of kindness. It's literally you getting them little gifts, like even if it's not like things about money, but it's more like the mindset that went behind, or you really did something to make me happy. And I, I've realized that at such a young age because it's kind of like I would do the most for certain people, and they would feel like I love them so much, and I'm like. The only part that made me love you is how it made you feel. I love that. That's I was in love with making you happy. I wasn't in love with the fact that you actually dedicated the same amount of energy and made me feel the same way. And because I realized that so early on, I was like, okay, you really have to dedicate time to the person you're with. Because if you don't, it's one thing to think you love somebody, but them not feeling love because that's how I always felt majority of the times. I was like, this isn't the greatest feeling. I stayed in there because I cared for that person, but part of me was just always hoping like... When am I going to find a person that puts yeah, the like exact hope, same amount of yes, energy as much as I Exactly. Heard? That's such a good point. I love that. That's so beautiful. Spitting facts. Literally. Like I said, I wish I was your, like this <laughs> smart at your age. Chance, I don't know if you should be a podcaster or a therapist or a life coach. I'm not really sure, but I'm loving everything you're saying. So thank you. maybe all of the above. I know. Literally. Thank <laughs> you so much. I mean, this was amazing and i think that i can speak for everyone you know in this room and everyone listening when i say that um hearing such a refreshing perspective in terms of you know your views towards social media your views to towards you know your professional career towards relationships to you even hit on self-love like how you feel about yourself like you literally just said you cannot make someone else happy until you feel cool with yourself until you know who you are and you feel good about yourself so i feel like so many of those points you just made all go back to the resounding fact of just like looking at things with a really, really healthy perspective. So I, I know that I really appreciated hearing all that. I know. Thank you for the wise words. I, uh, definitely should have been taking notes. We have some food for thought, I think. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of food for thought, (laughs) but before we let you go, please plug yourself. Let the boss and baddies know where they can find you on social media. Yeah. You're going to get even more people in your DMs. I'm loving it. But, um, my Instagram as well as my TikTok or chance underscore strive, like start for greatness. That literally was where I got the strive part from. A lot of people, for some reason, thought that was my last name. I was like, no. I myself included. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, Abby, is it Chance Drive? Like, that's his last name, I or like, like, I was like, do we introduce him as Chance Drive or just Chance? And she was like, I think just Chance. We we weren't sure, but I, if that was your last name, I was like, that's pretty dope. I know. Yeah, but like, nah, like it was literally just strive for greatness because I used to really love LeBron James and like his thing, his Ooh. level of water was like strive for greatness. I was like strive. I love that. That's nice. Like, That's nice. It sounds and I, good. And then I was like, you know what? Chance underscore strive. Let's, let's use that. And now so it's really something that's So chance common. underscore strive on Instagram as well as on TikTok. Yeah, it's chance underscore okay. strive on Give TikTok. Give him a follow. Uh, I highly recommend you follow him on Instagram and TikTok. You, If you liked what you heard today, you'll like even more what you hear on his social media. So give our guy give our guy a follow. Gar- give our guy a follow. And our first guy on the podcast and he survived. Woo. It was amazing. Thank you so much, Chance, for being a part of this um, um, I know that, you know, I'm going to be definitely probably for the rest of the night going back and watching your TikToks because mm-hmm. this is so much fun. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time to um, just speak with us and, you know, share some of your knowledge at the young age of 21. <laughs> I definitely didn't have any knowledge when I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> While you're following Chance, make sure you follow us on social media. Leave us a rating and review on Apple. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group if you're a Boston baddie. Also, link in bio to shop our merch. 
And that's a wrap on episode 20. Yes, that's a wrap on episode 20. Um, thank you guys so much for being a part of it. We're so excited that for episode 20, which we've been looking forward to for so long, we were able to have hands. such an amazing... <laughs> 20 toes and fingers. But we were able to have such an amazing guest. And obviously, if you're from the Boston area, I live here. Abby lives here. Chance lives here. Yes, Sam lives here too. Our producer in the back who we love. <laughs> um, if you see us out and about, don't hesitate to come and say hi. We love to make new friends. Um, but other than that, baddies, thank you so much for joining us this week, week and we will see you next week thank Ooh. you bye